Welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about finding your passion and pursuing it for God's glory. Our guest today, Karen Bruton, author of the book, The Lamb of Wall Street, will be sharing her journey from working in an office as a corporate executive to helping impoverished women in communities all around the world. Karen sensed a calling from God that led her to leave her prestigious position and devote her life to offering hope to these destitute populations. After leaving her executive position, Karen continued trading stock options to create an income for herself and her nonprofit organization called Just Hope International. After unprecedented returns, Karen was shocked when she came under investigation by the SEC, which accused her of fraudulent practices. Her faith in the Lord upheld her and strengthened her beyond what she could have ever imagined during this dark, difficult time. Join us as Karen walks us through her story and shows us how ultimately God can change any situation to glorify his kingdom. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. My mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the pocket. Oh, Well, one other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Karen Bruton graduated from the University of North Carolina and holds an MBA from Wake Forest University. She spent more than 25 years as a vice president and corporate controller of two corporations. In any week, you might find Karen watching the markets, working in the field in Sierra Leone, 
or listening to young women in an orphanage in Panama. Please welcome Karen. Thank you. Oh, it's so nice to have you here today, Karen. Thank you for taking the time to be with us. So tell us about your book, The Lamb of Wall Street. Why did you decide to write this book? And why is it so timely in today's culture? I was uh, working on the island of Cyprus for two and a half years, bringing ministry out to people. And I got a phone call uh, one night when the house was dark. The house I was renting was dark. And I was at 1030 at night. I was working on my computer. I heard a voice tell the story now. And I pushed back and felt somebody's in the house. And I heard it in my heart. Tell the story now. I didn't know what that meant. And two days later, a person called me on the phone and said, uh, I have uh, heard several things about your story. I think a book needs to be written about you. Oh, that's so exciting and amazing how God can speak to us through his spirit. Well, tell us about how did you learn the stock market? at age 50, and what advice would you give to others who are wanting to do the same? Well, uh, I have an applied math degree, and so I just got interested in in numbers, um, and I uh, worked a little bit, and then I had a friend And she and I took a course together uh, for two years, and it taught me how to trade. And I just uh, went over and, and, and just gradually went toward options. And so I ended up trading strictly with the Chicago board, the Chicago stock market uh, because they trade options and the rest is history. Uh, I was asked what my returns were and little by little by little, uh, my friends came into the stock market or just came in to uh, hope advisors and uh, I've ended up trading over $240 million. That's amazing. And, you know, in your book, I think you stressed just such an important point was that it took time. Like it's not something that you can learn overnight, right? You, you invested a lot of time and energy and learning through that process. And so it's, it is something that as as you go through that process, you will learn. And it's so exciting to, through it to, as you tell your story about how you put that to work for God's glory, you know, related to that, I'd like to take just a, a step back for a moment and ask you about how did you come to know Jesus as your savior and, and 
how, you know, throughout your book, you've incorporated scripture and just how God has been at work in your life in a mighty way. Tell us about your story there. Well, uh, I was raised in the Methodist church. Uh, my family uh, took me and my brother to uh, every Wednesday night service and every Sunday morning service. So I was brought up that way. Um, but I explored when I was in college, I explored uh, more and more and deeper and deeper what God meant to me. And uh, he means uh, I live my life for Jesus Christ now. Yes, I can definitely see that. Well, it, it was interesting that in your book, you said that one of your church pastors asked you point blank, what is your mission? And that really got you thinking. So tell us about the discovery process of finding your passion of using your business to uh, knowledge to help communities around the world. I met I moved here to Brentwood and I started attending churches. The first church I attended was a Methodist church and it was huge. (laughs) Uh, I had never attended a church that large and I sat in the back and I said, I can't go to church here but I must meet the uh, pastor because his uh, sermon moved me so much. Mm -hmm. And I set up a meeting with him and I said, I just want to meet you. And he, uh, we talked, asked me some questions and uh, it was simple and then he said, what is your passion? And I said, my passion is music and theater and art. I use the other side of my brain for my passion. And he said, he smiled and said, that's not what I'm asking you. And I said, I know it's not. Uh, and he said, what is your passion? And I said, I don't know what my passion is, but I would like to take an international mission trip um, to see if that's my passion. And a couple of days later, his administrative assistant called me and said, uh, we want to put you on our Russian trip. Uh, And it was leaving in a couple of months and I said, okay. (laughs) And that was the beginning of uh, my heart changing places, my heart giving up what I was working for and being paid for and uh, serving the, the Lord.
Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Wow. That's so. That's so neat. It's I, I've been on missions myself, and they are absolutely life changing for sure. Well, back to your career. You know, you not only dealt with sort of discrimination in a very male dominated field, but you found success. So, can you talk about how you handled that? How God grounded you during that time, and how you found your own path forward? Well, I was working with a company in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I was the head of a department and I reported to a manager and he brought a young man in one day that just graduated from college and he called me into his office and said, can you teach this young man? And I said, I'll be glad to. And uh, at the end of the month, we, we got paid monthly. His check was put on my desk uh, and not his desk. I just opened the check, not thinking that it wasn't mine. And he made much more than I did. And I went in to talk to my boss uh, and he said, oh, he's a male. He's got a family. Um, you don't need that much money. Uh, he, he, is, uh, he doesn't have a family. He's married, but children will come to him. So that's why we're paying him more money. Uh, I thought uh, I held my breath and just walked out of his room and said, uh, I've got to find another path to walk down. And I went to work for a CPA firm and we had to work there for two years to become CPAs. And that's what I did with my career. And then I was hired back uh, by that same company uh, and made a vice president. First female vice president. Wow. So you you definitely didn't hold that back 
you didn't allow that to hold you back and you had determination. Yes, I did. It's just, it's just so important. Well, tell us about your um, experience in the stock market and how you, you know, you, you were becoming very successful. And then um, how did, you know, being a Christian help you as you came into some situations in, in your stock market experience that were difficult? Um, my life is not based on money. Uh, I have a 2012 car. I have a, uh, it, it's just, my life is not centered around money. I spend money to do a lot of things, but it's not centered around money. Um, I tell people what uh, I am close to living under a bridge in Nashville uh, because my life is not based on money. And I was surprised and I uh, place this on the Lord's lap that he just um, more friends and more friends came to me and, and gave me money to trade. Um, and my uh, biggest uh, trading for people was over 50% one year. My least uh, amount that I earned was 11%. I averaged 20 to uh, 20 to 25% uh, every other year. So I wanted to make my friends money and, and use that money that they paid me to work all over the world. And I set up a foundation out of that money. So I, I told people that every dollar they gave me, I would put nothing toward uh, their gift to pay for administrative costs. They, every dollar they gave me would go to help other people. And I used that foundation to pay all of my administrative costs. Wow. Pay salaries mm -hmm. for everybody working for me. Um, just pay for every copier and every printer and uh, sure. th things that you need in the office. I paid that through the foundation. Hey, this is Mentor Mama, and I have an incredibly practical tip for all our listeners. With over 130 orders I've already placed on Instacart, I can't tell you enough how much I absolutely love Instacart. If you hate going grocery shopping or always end up coming home with way more items than were on your list, 
which of course blows your budget, then Instacart is for you. I actually save both time and money using Instacart. I save time shopping because the app keeps track of all my regular purchases, making each subsequent order super fast to enter on my app. I also save time by avoiding checkout lines and driving to and from the store. In addition to saving time, I have saved so much money because I don't get seduced by every new flavor or product on the shelf. My grocery bills have been considerably less. So, if you want to make shopping easy, get delivery via Instacart in as fast as one hour and get your first delivery free, click the link in our description and start today. I think one of the exciting things that you did was that you taught them how to um, make a life for themselves and, and maybe share a little bit with our audience about how you differentiate between just uh, giving people things versus really what you've done, which is giving them tools to, to make a better life. My first trip was to Nicaragua and I was, uh, uh, wanted, I, I planned to go on a trash dump and it is a big trans trash dump, La, La Chirica in Nicaragua. And I, uh, paid a company from Minnesota to, uh, uh, transport food to that uh, area and it came in on a ship and I transported it and put it on a, a truck and I fed those children for two weeks uh, and uh, only the children. They lived on a trash dump and they chased uh, garbage trucks every day to uh, get their food and get something to wear, uh, you know, they just went through the the garbage, and that moved me very deeply. And when I got home from that trip, my heart was soaring. I. Uh, went to bed that night uh, just glorifying God and, and uh, 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 my heart was twice as big as it was. Mm -hmm. And then I woke up the next morning and said, those children are hungry again. I didn't change a thing. So uh, I redirected my goals and I started giving a hand up, not a handout. Uh, and that changed everything. I taught women how to uh, make things that they could sell on the street. I, I taught uh, villages how to plant properly. I had a uh, uh, agricultural specialist 
that traveled with me and he could teach those people. They planted uh, corn in the same place for 20 years and their corn was not growing very well. And he taught them how to rotate their crops, mm -hmm. keep a space uh, vacant for a year. Uh, he taught them uh, everything. And uh, they're now growing crops that they can sell. They, they grow enough for their families to eat, but they can sell their crops and they're making money off of it. Oh, that's just such a heart story and just the impact, you know, that you've had and how God worked in you that way. Can you tell the, our listeners the story um, about how you took the chickens? I thought that was such a great story about how you had to, you brought chickens and you had to cross a stream and it was a difficult oh. process to to do that in Peru I took guinea pigs and baby chicks and uh, seed and fertilizer uh, that country was uh, ran by Maoist terrorists for about 10 years and uh, they went into villages and if uh, no villagers would follow them, they killed the whole village. They killed everybody living in the village. So you had to uh, run out into the woods. I met a pastor in uh, Peru uh, and he wanted to take me to a village that was uh, destroyed by those Maoist terrorists, the Shining Path. They're called the Shining Path. And I said, yes, but we need uh, to build a village back up. So we got crates of baby chicks, crates of guinea pigs. They eat guinea pigs in, in Peru. I had a guinea pig as a pet. Uh, <laughs> and I took seed and fertilizer and uh, we crossed a heavily flowing river with boxes on, on our heads. And I carried a box of guinea pigs. And I thought, I'm going to fall down in this river and the guinea pigs are going to drown. Uh, but I made it across to the other side. And the villagers, uh, the villagers weren't allowed to uh, go back to their village for about five years by the Peruvian government. Wow. And... Uh, they were allowed finally to come back to their village. And I was walking into a village that houses were destroyed, uh, fields were destroyed, 
And I walked up uh, a little hill and that I was met by the villagers and they were throwing uh, flowers at my feet. Mm. Uh, it impacted me so emotionally. Uh, and I continued walking. They continued to throw flowers at my feet. Um, and I got up to the village and it was destroyed. And I said, um, we're bringing guinea pigs, uh, baby chicks, seed and fertilizer to your village. And I didn't know that, but the pastor who brought me up was from that village. Oh. I learned that a, a, a couple of days later. But... Uh, they celebrated us, they fed us, uh, and we just uh, spent the day there, and they thanked, thanked us so heavily, and uh, I was just joyous from their, uh, their thanks and throwing flowers at my feet. And, that will stay in my heart for the rest of my life. Mm. And have you had reports of how they're doing now? Oh, they're, they're doing uh, excellent. I plan to go to Peru this June and visit, visit them again. Oh, uh, that'll be special. But, um, I, I went to a, a museum in Anyana a couple of days later. And I have a picture of that pastor in the book. Uh, and I didn't read what he wrote uh, in the museum book. But um, he said, I will sit in the car. Uh, you go on in. And a few minutes later, I was standing in a room that uh, a skeleton was partially covered with dirt. Mm. And they, the Maoist terrorists, buried people alive mm. and uh, used, they just turned into skeletons. And we, uh, he came up and entered the room where I was looking at that skeleton. And uh, I, I said, well, welcome. Uh, and you'll just have to walk through the rest of the uh, museum with me. And the last thing we saw was an article about his brother and sister mm. that the... Maoist terrorists killed and he didn't know that was in the museum mm. and he just dropped to his knees and started crying and I dropped to my knees and wrapped my arms around him and started crying and uh, the picture uh, 
is in the book when he's writing in the museum uh, notes. And I didn't read what he wrote in the notes. So that impacted, uh, that impacted me very much. Oh, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. And I think you mentioned in the book too, that did that to some degree that really helped him, even though it was such a difficult experience to have to have gone through. Right. Yes. But he knew they were in heaven. Yes. Oh. He knew that uh, their family followed God. Oh. And he's a pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful story. Well, can you tell us, um, you know, for the young women that are listening out there, what what words of advice or encouragement would you give them, you know, as they're seeking to find their passion and um, purpose in, in the world and serving God, what advice would you have for them? Well, whether you're called by God to take care of your family, um, whether you're called by God to travel internationally, whether you're called by God to uh, be a preacher or whatever you're called by God to do, uh, serve him. Uh, we're, all, we're all a part of Jesus Christ. I may be a hand. You may be an arm. You may be a foot, you may be a leg, uh, but we're all coming together to serve the Lord. And uh, whatever you're called to do and pray, and God will answer your prayers. What am I to do to serve you, God? Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, before we kind of close out this interview, Karen, can you um, share with our audience if people want to find out more information about you and your book and how can they find out more information about you? Well, you can order the book for first step. Um, uh, Just Hope International website www.justhopeinternational.org. Um, they can. That's perfect. They they can email me. I'm Karen Bruton one at gmail.com. I don't. Uh, uh, they can email me. <laughs> awesome. Share, share with us a little bit more about Just Hope International. Well, I, I quit my job. Uh, it was formed uh, today in 2007. Uh, I quit my vice president's job and 
started traveling piece by piece by piece by piece, and I've traveled all over the world. Uh, I haven't traveled to two continents, Australia and Antarctica. <laughs> uh, and it, it's just, um, I'm so blessed. I am so blessed because uh, I didn't know how I was, would pay for things. And uh, I learned how to trade, you know, for that reason. Uh, I put the pieces together and, and God was over me and taught me how to trade so I can make money to, to uh, spend on uh, others around the world. And he's, he, you've used that organization to um, manage that whole process. And yes, and, I, I developed a Just Hope Foundation. Uh, and I put uh, most of my money into that foundation. Well, Karen, um, before we go, was there anything else that you'd like to tell our audience today? Well, um, what the SEC did to me, um, they, uh, the woman that ran the SEC, and this is under the Obama administration. I don't put the two together, but, uh, uh, she put out uh, email or wrote a note or something to all the department heads. And she said, we're going after the large investment firms and they have their own in-house attorneys uh, and they're fighting us. Go after the smaller companies because they can't afford to fight us. Mm -hmm. And two weeks later, I got a group of uh, from the SEC and the Atlanta office, and they walked in. Uh, I had been audited by the Chicago board, uh, and they didn't find anything wrong with what I did. But the... Uh, People that walked in my office from the SEC didn't know what a put or a call were, but they were just going after uh, me and my money. Uh, and I got called to an Atlanta courtroom, and the judge pointed to me, and she said, you're not allowed to speak a word in my courtroom if you open your mouth. Uh, I will call this courtroom closed and you will deal with me personally. Hmm. And my attorney got up to talk and she said, uh, the judge said, I'm not interested in what you're saying. And the SEC man got up and lied about what I was doing. Hmm. So, uh, and then they put a gag order on me uh, for 
life, but uh, I'm taking that gag order off of me. I've got freedom of speech under the Constitution. I decided to do this about a month ago, and I stood up in my uh, church and told them that I was taking that gag order off of me. Um, and the rest is, I, I don't know how this story is going to end, um, but I know God's in charge. The one investor uh, bought 300 and something books and sent it to every congressman and every senator. And he put a, uh, wrote a note in the front of the book. Uh, and I told him not to tell me what that note said. Um, so he, uh, he followed my decision and I don't know what the note said, but he's getting responses from a lot of congressmen and senators. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and God's in charge. God's in charge of this. Mm-hmm. They charged me with fraud, and I couldn't fight them. I couldn't afford to fight them. Uh, and they did just what that woman said that they would do. Uh, go after the smaller companies because they can't afford to fight us. Um, They took millions of dollars away from my foundation. And um, God's in charge of this. So um, he is going to respond to them someday. So... Uh, I'm not in charge. God's in charge. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, what a, a, a horribly difficult um, situation that has been for you. But I think as you pointed out, um, you know, when we were talking earlier, just that your story may not have been told about how your organization was developed um, had you not been allowed um, to endure this hardship. And so we can be grateful that um, your book was written and that people will learn about your Just Hope International. And we can pray that God will continue to use you and those serving um, the poorest you know, places of our country and continue to help them rebuild and share the love of Christ with them. And so uh, I just, I applaud all that you're doing. And for our listeners, we can be praying for Karen um, in this, in this outcome and that God will continue to provide for all of her needs and her uh, future endeavors to continue the work that she's started and that God has called her to do. It's here and we are so excited Our new Patreon online community is finally open and you're invited to join us. Your support is so appreciated and important. 
In fact, it's what allows us at Coffee and Bible Time to continue on with our ministry. We thank you in advance for your support. Thank you so much, Karen, for being with us today. Before we wrap up, I just want to ask some of our favorite questions here at Coffee and Bible Time. Can you share with our listeners what Bible you use and which translation it is? I use the NIV Bible. Um, I also uh, read the chronologically prepared Bible. Oh, yes. Um, but I'm, uh, I use the NIV Bible. Awesome. Thank you so much. And how about, do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Well, um, uh, I journal on my trips. Um, I forced myself to write in the Bible several years ago because I, I, I didn't want my ink pen to touch the Bible, and I got over that. Uh, <laughs> so I uh, uh, journal in my Bible, too. All right. Awesome. And what about, do you have a favorite app or website for Bible study tools? I don't use this often, but website that's the Holy Bible. Um, oh, the version app. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, the version app. <laughs> yes. That one's excellent. Excellent. Yes. Because I, I can select the uh, many Bibles to read from. And I, uh, I just, uh, ESV and, and NIV are the two that I select. Awesome. Both, both great translations. And that is true. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the version app, we'll put a link for you down below, but it is a great resource for looking at many, many different Bible translations and, um, it also allows you to, if you need to look up a lot of different verses a little bit quicker, um, it does allow you to do that as well. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being here today to share your story. And for our listeners, I just like would encourage you to pick up a copy of Karen's book called The Lamb of Wall Street. You can find the link in our show notes. And lastly, just head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. And it's so good to meet you. Oh, we love you all and have a blessed day.